0: I don't know, Hellboy fell hard and he loved hard.
1: Yeah, he does. He probably fucks hard too, anyways, that's <laughs> uh, yeah. The way he lit that cigarette, I don't know, it did something to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same. <laughs> the Monsters. I'm Em. Hi, I'm I'm Seth. And today, we have something a little different for you. Uh, we're doing something for the first time, reviewing slash discussing a movie. <gasps> um, Seth has been wanting for us to watch this movie for forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because and it's then... like the one movie I've never watched in my whole life. Yeah, like the one movie. Uh, we all know the list for me is extremely long um also we started seeing this movie pop up everywhere mysteriously so you're like this is a sign so here we are yeah and the movie is as probably the title says (laughs) so I don't know why I'm dragging this out like it's a surprise or something Hellboy we watched the first Hellboy movie should we just go into what it is about sure Okay. Yeah, and then we'll just quickly, yeah, I'll just
0: quickly go over it. Sure. So basically, the movie starts off with, like, a flashback to the end of World War II, Mm -hmm. and we got the Nazis attempting to open a portal to, like, this paranormal, like, dimension in order to defeat whatever they call the Allies, and with, uh, so they got, like, this guy, Grigori Rasputin, or whatever, he's leading the charge, he's willing to open this portal, and... The only thing they're able to summon is like this baby little mini demon. Um, he's a little red boy, and then the they ended up calling him Hellboy. That ended up being his name, and he was raised by the professor who was like kind of narrating the flashback. And um, it's sixty years later, and Hellboy serves as an agent um, in the Bureau of Paranormal Research, yeah, and defense. And um, so he has kind of, like, he's part of a team where there is, like, this merman, like, I guess, aquatic humanoid species guy. His name is Abe Sapien. He's part of the team, and then there was also Liz Sherman, but she had ended up uh, leaving the the team and kind of putting herself in a mental asylum because of, like, she feared her powers, which is, like, pyrokinesis. And she cannot really control her, her new, not new power, she's always had it. Um, and, yeah, so basically, he's raised, Hellboy is raised by Professor Broom, and they, um, have been called to, like, this museum because of this demonic activity that's happening, and through that, we discover that Grigori Rasputin is back, and he wants to open the portal once again, and, uh... Finish what he started. Exactly, and that is basically releasing this dark god, um, and it was foretold that Hellboy would be the one to open the gates, and... So, basically, that's the story with, like, you know, going on there, and then Hullboy is also, like, kind of struggling with his emotions he feels for Liz and it not being reciprocated.
1: Yes. So, before we go into what we thought of this uh, movie, maybe we should just quickly mention who produced, like, and and wrote this movie, and also... Yes! uh, Because I feel like that's important. Guillermo del Toro. Yes. The man who understands the monstrous stands of this world... Yes. Um. So, how did you guys like this movie? It was good. <laughs> I, <laughs> I loved yourself. it. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god!
2: Okay. So, um, I kind of didn't know what I was gonna go into. Like, I, mm. you know, I've seen scenes and like photos from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And starting off, I felt like it was a little slow after that. Yeah. P- right. Um, yeah, I felt that but it was good it was it it had its moments where it it kind of like warmed my heart like I didn't think it was gonna be uh, in in regards to Hellboy like he had like his sweet his sweet moments and um I felt like a little sad for him at times but it was good
1: I enjoyed it it was a little long I will I'll admit yeah yeah
2: yeah
1: I would agree with that yeah yeah didn't necessarily need to be over two hours long. Yeah <laughs> What about you, Seth?
0: Um, I Okay, so basically I'm a huge fan of Guillermo del Toro, which is like the director, producer, writer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like watched majority of his movies, this being one that I haven't watched this and the second Hellboy um, and I'm kind of mad at myself for not watching it sooner, but then I like that, you know, I'm having this experience with you girls, and yeah, I enjoyed the movie overall, like, as said, I found the beginning kind of slow as well, but overall, like, it had a great soundtrack, it had, like, great characters, Hellboy was, like, a really interesting character, and I wasn't expecting him to be the way that he was, like, he was very, like, soft and like you know he was still like very much like sure he has his demonic qualities but like more or less he was just like a guy trying to figure out you know the world and like how he fits in it and like his feelings for Liz and like I liked that whole dynamic of it and I even loved Abe Sapien like he was a great character um overall it was just like a, a fun movie and it was like it's what we read about and I enjoy like watching it finally it's just great yeah
1: what about you, Em? I think fun is the key word. Like, honestly, I personally had not really heard of this about this movie. I hadn't huh. really seen images from it either. Well, when you showed me who Hellboy was, I was like, oh, that seems familiar. But honestly, I had no idea what I was getting into. I didn't yeah. even watch a trailer. So to be honest, I was like, <laughs> clean slate, started the movie not knowing what the hell to expect. And then it starts with this whole, like... World War II thing, and I was like, wow, okay, was not expecting any of this, uh, but really loved how they, you know, took their time to establish the backstory for Hellboy for how you yeah. know he arrived in this world. I had such a f- good time, honestly. I love one big red boy, honestly. <laughs> <Yeah>. Love. <laughs> yeah. But the characters are really like you get attached to them. Um, yeah, I think for me personally, the one character I didn't quite get attached to was the girl, uh, Liz. Yeah, yeah, she's that. a little difficult for me. Like I want to, but there was something about the the acting, maybe, or just how she was portraying the character that I wasn't yeah. quite able to connect with because there was something that didn't feel quite genuine in the in the. You know, compared to Hellboy and and the actor, I actually read something. Oh, on okay. That. Okay.
0: So basically, the um, the actress Selma Blair, um, I read an interview, and she was like, um, she wanted Liz to be very like zombie, like lifeless, mm. because of like her story at in this movie. And this point, she doesn't know who she is. She's not accepting who she is as a person. And so it kind of, like, I guess Selma wanted to portray a girl that, like, is just very much detached from everything around her. And Mm -hmm. she says in the second one she's more confident and more sure of herself. And she's, like, she is who Liz is in the second one, apparently. I haven't watched it yet, so I'm excited to see the difference between the two characters. Well, the same character, but in two different movies.
1: Okay, well, that makes sense. Um, I was told that apparently there's a mean elf Yes, right I've been the hearing second that one, too. So I'm interested. Um, yeah. But yeah, overall, love, love Hellboy. I love his swagger. I love <laughs> his attitude, his arrogance. But also, like, you know, he's got a big heart, you know? And, and yeah. he treats this as his job, but really he treats it as his duty. You know, he feels that he has to do these things because he wants to, part of it. You know, I think mm-hmm. he wants to help out. Um, I just loved his little journey. It feels like, I know that there are comics, and I don't know if yes. they were written after this movie or before, but it did feel, especially when it comes to Liz and Hellboy's storyline, it did feel, in some parts, like I was missing pieces of it. And i that's yeah. when I was wondering... Was is that like from the comics? Perhaps uh, if they were in fact written before the movie yeah. became a movie. I
0: actually read something on that too. Oh wow!
1: Well. Uh, Look at that. you, research. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so basically, in the comics, so they're written before the movie. Um, in the comics, Abe, Hellboy, and Liz were more like siblings. So some people were kind of
1: interesting.
0: I guess upset. I that guess they changed the that? to say um, that they kind of made them romantic where like it wasn't like that in the story, in the comics. Um, I don't think, I don't know if it was all the comics, but like I think that was just a general vibe, like
1: sibling vibes from
0: them. But Guillermo del Toro being him decides to make it a romance.
1: Because why wouldn't you? Okay? There's yeah. nothing wrong with movies that do not have romance and people that are just strictly friends, but... Listen, if you're gonna have a sexy hot big red boy in your movie, come on.
2: There needs to be a little romance. Something There yeah. needs to
1: be a little romance. Come on. Um also I I I love Ape so much. Yes. <laughs> My little fish boy. He was so cute. Adorable. <laughs> I love him. I love how he's so like intellectual. Yeah. Uh, yes. Like wise and so soft and sweet and like that scene when he's like at the bottom of whatever that was in some kind of like restroom or whatever like I don't know he was in in water and there was like the the water yeah yeah yeah. and And he gets attacked I was scared for him I was like oh no 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 swim away swim away No. I was like, if Abe dies, I die. Like
0: I can't. Right? I love him. Yeah. He's such a cute little
1: dork. I just can't no. no. And he was left alone to mend his wounds. And I was like, baby, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. He just needed some water. He was fine. Yeah. Um, so one thing that I feel Okay, so the the thing that I love most about this movie is probably the underlying message to it. And this movie opens with um, Professor... What what did you say his name was? Broom. Broom. I'm not very good with names. You should know that about me at this point. Uh, (laughs) Professor Broom opens the movie by saying, what makes a man a man? And this is a question that he asks. And then you go through the whole movie of, you know, seeing Hellboy and his journey and blah, blah, blah. And then it ends with, and yes, I'm jumping to the end, okay? (laughs) It's fine. But I just feel like, let's open with this quote, because I do think it's, like, important and and makes sense for the conversations that we have on the podcast. Um, But essentially, the movie ends with uh, Myers, who is another character, which we haven't mentioned, but um, really enjoyed Myers, to be honest. John? Yeah, John.
0: John Myers? Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, he says, he essentially he answers the question that he was asked by uh, Professor Broom at the beginning. And he says, what makes a man a man? A friend of mine once wondered, is it his origins? The way he comes to life? I don't think so. It's the choices he makes, not how he starts things, but how he decides to end them. And I love that. I really do. I think it's what we always try to talk about and and how mm-hmm. we always look at characters even, you know, villains. You know, I feel like this yes, yeah. it applies to like monsters who you know, are treated as monsters but actually don't deserve that. But I also feel like it very much applies to redemption stories, you know, like when I what I want out of a redemption story and why I believe in it so strongly is this, you know, it it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what you did as long as you make the choice to change that, you know, where yeah. you end up is what matters. And I'm going to get philosoph- philosophical, but I just feel like we live in a society that really is stuck in the past you know like we're constantly thinking about the past and very little about our future which is in part why we do not give a shit about the environment most of the time most of us it's why we don't put enough money into education into health into all those things that you know make sure that we have a good future ahead of us because we're Mm -hmm. too much in the but what about what happened you know And so for me, these stories just show how it's so rewarding to actually put money and effort into what's ahead of you, you know, what the future holds to believe in that. You know, I just I don't know. I I just think it's a very important message. and, And yeah, what makes a man a man, but also like what makes a man a monster? Because there are men that act as monsters and yet they don't look it like it you know yeah so yeah what do you guys have to
0: say about that (laughs) I mean like you said a lot and it was great stuff um and I honestly like I think you kind of hit it there when you're like what I want to say when you were like how he looks demonic Mm -hmm. but his actions you know aren't and I I guess you can...
1: His actions are more heroic in some yes. senses than who you would think is the hero, like John Myers, for instance, who exactly. is a great guy, you know? he's but... a great guy. Great yeah. guy.
0: But yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And like, um, I forgot where I was going to go with that now.
1: Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, no. You, you, you were saying uh, um, yeah, he looks like a monster, but he doesn't act like it. I don't know where I was
2: going with that, to be honest. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. It's <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can we also add in, there was a conversation that Liz had with um, Myers mm-hmm. kind of towards the end. Yeah, no, we're going to the end, guys. Sorry. <laughs> towards the end. I don't know. So if brand if it... for us. We can't help ourselves. It's yeah. fine. Um, To be expected at this point. Mm-hmm. Where Liz and Myers have a conversation and, yes. and they talk about Hellboy. Mm-hmm. And something along the lines where Myers asked her, "Oh, do you have feelings for me or something like that?" And she looked at him, and was like, "It doesn't matter, white or red, or s- do you remember yeah. something yeah. like that?" Yeah yeah, 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 White, white or red. Um, men are all the same. Yeah. Men are yeah. all the same. Like it doesn't matter if it's Hellboy or a monster or
1: yeah, yeah,
2: a human. And I think I, blank- I blanked. I blinked out too. Oh
1: my, gosh. Oh my God! <laughs> what's wrong with us today? Well, I think Uh, she was saying that, you know, I think she was saying that mostly because she was just trying to avoid answering his question and, you know, being kind of like, you know, Uh, sarcastic or cynical about it like men are all the same no matter the color like you know it doesn't matter but like
0: it was not the time to ask her yeah it wasn't the time Myers like y'all are
1: about to die they're like there's monsters walking around creeping around you could like I don't fucking know but like not the time but I guess Myers was like well might as well you know (laughs) we're gonna die um but I think I think it can be interpreted as like it, it it doesn't matter what you look like at the end mm-hmm. of the day, mm-hmm. you know, it's how you act, how you, the the things that you do, you know, it's, it's, that's what matters. It's not the way you look. Um, yeah. Then do you think Liz, it took Liz a while to see that from Hellboy? No, I think she knew from the start. I, I, I got the vibe that they knew each other pretty wow yeah yeah Yeah. but they grew
0: up together but in the in
2: the beginning I felt like she was just kind of like I don't want to say over him and his like antics it just kind of seemed like she was just over him breaking out him always going to see her she pushed him away a little
1: bit I had the I got the feeling that she was only doing that again not necessarily because of Hellboy but mostly because Of the way that she fears herself and she didn't want to be back Mm. in that situation because she knows how dangerous she can be. Um, And she hasn't quite gotten over that herself.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And I also feel like um, from the get-go, you know, that she doesn't want to be different Mm -hmm. and she doesn't want to, you know appear different so that would mean not having someone that looks different as well as your partner so i think that kind of went hand in hand and she just like distanced herself from hellboy because she didn't want to appear different
1: yeah there's a in a weird way i was gonna say i was gonna say that in in a way it's almost freeing to be hellboy in that situation because he's obviously different you know and if you are obviously different then people expect a certain thing out of you and so you can simply well either you choose to just show them that they're right or you show them that they're wrong whereas for Liz it's like no she doesn't quite look different and so people have a certain expectation of her and then Mm -hmm. when she goes ballistic (laughs) you know Fire explodes everywhere. Then you know she feels like a monster. But yeah. the truth of it of it is that I don't think I'm right in saying that at all because howboy does feel different. He tries to fit in. He you know shaves off 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 his horns. <laughs> his which horns is, why is that heart. a thing for demons? Like why do demons? Is that where Cressley Cole got it from? I'm just uh-huh. when was this movie released? And when was two thousand and four okay and uh who does it first Kadian, kitty yeah no
2: i think Hellboy.
1: No, no 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 that's my question like what who who so when did when did,
2: when did his book release yeah. i think
1: 2006 or something it was later you know who knows maybe that's where chrisley cole got it like why what's the thing with them shaving off their horns which i mean obviously i'm not asking that because it's pretty obvious yeah. You know, he's trying to fit in and look more human. But that is so sad to me, eh? Because we love them horns. Why would why why yes. would you shave them off? Yo, and his horns create fire in the middle. They do, like a crown. It has like a crown yeah. in the middle. Which yeah. I just think is hella cool. And also like, hello. She's like blue fire and he's like red fire. Hello. I know. Um, anyways. Um yeah, he He. He definitely tries to fit in, you know. I know.
0: And, like, also going back to your comment where you said that, like, it's freeing in a sense to be him. I agree with that, but, like, to an extent. Because I feel like he was never even allowed to leave mm-hmm. the compound at all. He True. Was never what, was what was that
1: about? What was that about? Like, I get because it.
0: Because he's different. And he was the only, yeah. per, I guess, only one of his kind and didn't want that out there. Um, And, obviously, people would fear that, you know. They would fear Hellboy. So, I think, yeah, he just... Didn't really have a childhood, didn't really have an adolescence. He didn't really have, like, even, a, like, he's 60 mm-hmm. years old and hasn't even really, like, stepped outside for just to, like, just to hang out.
1: We love an older man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but didn't um, they say, ment- like, mentally he's, like, 20 years old? Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: barely <laughs> mature. <laughs> but it's interesting, though, because, so, the don't trust him enough to let him just free in the house and just you know under the assumption that he's not gonna go out and if he does he won't be seen yeah that feels weird to me but also he lets himself be confined to a room because yeah we know he can get out when he wants to by just literally punching the wall open you know like he can do it he did that so it's it's (laughs) it's And it's for appearances more than anything else. Like, he's letting them more or less imprison him. Like, there's something fishy about that on both sides, you know, on why he's letting them do that and and how does that reflect how he feels about himself, but also Mm -hmm. why they feel like they must do that and treat him in that way as opposed to just trusting him. Is it just, you know, a maturity thing? Like, maybe they just don't think that... He would agree to, to it and be do the responsible thing, or I don't know. I both sides. There's something weird there. I
2: just want to say, isn't it like for him on his side? Isn't it him letting himself be confined? It's because he doesn't want to disappoint his father. Oh, the professor. Okay.
1: But broom. Why? Why should your the acceptance and love and care of your parents should not define should not be defined by whether or not you're confined. Like yeah, that mm-hmm. feels wrong to me it should depend on you being free you know being free to be who you are and therefore Mm -hmm. free to be loved as you are
0: yeah and I think okay so what I wanted to say was um looking at the way he got introduced was more so they feared him. They feared a little baby and tried to kill him until, you know, Professor Broom was like, actually, no, let's, you know, he's a boy, he's a baby, let's take him in. Mm-hmm. And he was raised with, like, this human mentality, but yet humans feared him from the get-go. And, like, maybe it's that whole, like, he doesn't want people to be afraid of him because he's different and also people mm. already are afraid of him. So, I, I don't know. And let's also not forget... Um, Abe Sapien, he was also there in confinement. Liz Abe. was also there as a child. Yeah. Um, so I don't know why these three individuals were like kind of locked away from the world until Liz left, because clearly she could have left out of, like out of her own free will. She left and went to a mental asylum.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They all confined themself, themselves themselves yeah. in a way.
0: So I don't I don't know. this would go for Abe
1: there's a difference though because for him there's a necessity behind it like obviously he needs to live in water and when he's out of of water he needs his little like thing to breathe Mm -hmm. but for the other two it's just it's interesting you know and I do think that what the the reason why Liz willingly goes to an asylum and the way that Hellboy willingly lets himself be confined to more or less a prison you know Mm -hmm. high security type of shit Um, there's something that's echoed between the two here something that I think is like deep seated belief that they both have about themselves um, a fear probably to a certain extent Yeah, Um,
0: and I feel like for Hellboy himself he doesn't even know what he's capable of true so
1: neither does she really that's also true
0: although she's had like episodes where like she completely loses it but she doesn't remember she She never remembers her her time when she's like all fire she never remembers those so yeah yeah that's why i'm excited to see the second one because i feel like at that point they're all like they're more so they've accepted their nature they've accepted who they are by the second one so
1: yeah yeah There's something especially, um, as a woman, there's something especially satisfying in uh, witnessing a woman's journey to controlling her powers. Mm -hmm. You know, being given this tool, this powerful tool, not knowing how to use it or how, you know, what to do with it, which I think as women, you know, we exist in a society where, um, you know, patriarchy exists. Therefore, uh, you know, power is not something that we're used to very much. And when we do have it, we feel kind of embarrassed or scared of it or we don't know what to do with it or, you know, we don't use our voice. We don't use the power that we do have. Um, So there's something extremely satisfying about watching a woman, go through that with like you know something that's you know more tangible where she actually has like you know physical actual powers and hopefully by the end of her journey you know she's embraced them it's not something that she's scared of it's something that she is proud of and uses and isn't scared to use them you know what yeah. I mean and feels that she's on an equal footing with those around her mm-hmm so. I feel
0: like we saw a little snippet of that like by the end of the story we're back to the end um, by mm-hmm. the end of the story where she um, she kind of like makes what's his name Meyer step aside yeah. and she's like go hide behind this rock and like yeah. you know she uses her powers to for good she uses it to destroy all the eggs destroy all the uh, other demons and like she remembers that moment, you know? Like, that's just one time, I think, where she took a power and owned it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because clearly she knows the potential. She understands Mm -hmm. the potential, but that scares her. Yes. I don't know. Like, how many times in your life have you had an opportunity and you're like, maybe I shouldn't take it just in case, you know? Like, maybe I shouldn't because that's scary. What what next? You know, what's Mm -hmm. next after this? Or, I don't know. It's just... I don't know. It's always, to me, it's always interesting, those storylines. There's always something to take out of it. Um, Speaking of Myers, though, how did you feel about, I mean, there was kind of a love triangle, I guess, in a way. Um, Were you scared that it was going to go one (laughs) way or something? No,
0: I wasn't. I mean, why would you choose him when you had you know, a full-on Hellboy right there. Right.
2: I, right. I did I did think she was going to... Go because Myers, I, th- huh? Yeah, because especially in that car, that taxi ride, where they yeah. kind of made, like,
1: eyes at each other.
2: I'm or like, when oh, no. he made
1: the move, you know, on the park bench. On the
2: park bench. Yeah. And yeah. then Hellboy yeah. freaked out. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think she
0: would have chose him if she decided to not accept who she was and not yeah. accept her powers.
1: True. Yeah, because if she does... He could never understand. That's the thing. No. He could never understand, which is why it's always so much fun to have characters that are of equal footing that way, that they're as powerful as each other. And then, if one of them, <coughs> Darklina, for instance, doesn't end <laughs> up with the other, then whoever they end up with is never going to understand how they feel or what, exactly. you know, the things that they struggle with or how they feel about themselves. Never gonna understand. No, Th- they can try, but they can't fully understand deep down what it feels like to be someone with someone with that much power. So since I didn't finish that series, I'm I'm gonna jump into Dark Lena. What, and what series? Oh, okay, Dark Lena. Yeah, let's fucking talk about it.
2: Yeah. So, cause <laughs> spoiler alert, spoil, cause spoiler spoiler alert, and I know that she ends up with uh, Mao at the now. end of that series, mm. right? So yeah. do you do you? I didn't read it or anything like that, but do you think? that her picking that life was something that's more simple and more safe do you think maybe she was afraid of what she could become was it fear you read the series by the,
1: by the end she lost her powers and everything right oh did she yeah. did lose her powers so, yeah so part of it i think was fear but also she was punished for wanting someone like the darkling and therefore her powers were rem- removed you know mm. and uh, punished by the author i mean <laughs> oh um so so i guess in the end they were i guess equal in that way but uh from my understanding i think she might have gotten her powers back in the following uh duology or whatever it was like the king of scars or whatever like i think it might Mm -hmm. be mentioned that somehow she got them back i don't fucking care to be perfectly honest uh that's how her her arc finished and therefore that's how i take it and that's never fall in love with the darkling <laughs> you're gonna get punished for it and then it's gonna take everything out of you damn yep well on that note
0: <laughs> Not i don't even know where i'm gonna go with that let's talk, na- let's talk about another entity of darkness and yeah. that is Grigory rasputin how did you feel about him as the villain
1: Mm. I thought he was Merlin. He reminded me of that guy from... Uh, from Cursed? Yeah. Is it the same guy? Yeah, actor? I kind of
0: got that vibe too, and I was like, oh. it's not the same guy, though.
1: Okay. He's a very Merlin-like Merlin character, I guess. Yeah. Like a, like a wizard, but like a dark wizard. Um,
0: <laughs> He was a Nazi, so like... Yeah.
1: Bad. Bad, 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 bad.
0: I mean, like, I thought his character was just very, like... Like, one-dimensional. He's, like, your typical villain, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he's there to unleash darkness and bring about the end of days. And, yeah. And, you know, it was very much, like, villain-esque. Just the, the general villain. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I, I was more interested by, like, the weird, scary guy that, like, literally was all parts and he kept animating himself again. Mm. I just wanted to know how that worked and I wanted to know how he was scary. able to do that for himself. Yeah. yeah it was scary.
1: I was scared I was gonna have nightmares after this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't <laughs> but How does that work? Yeah, and especially when like he kind of like I guess deanimates himself, turns himself off, gets captured by the uh the bureau, and um Professor Broom is like kind of examining him and he's like, Oh my gosh, this guy's been stitched up so many times. He removed his eyelids, he removed his mouth. He did it himself. Nose.
1: He he says yeah. self- it wasn't self mutilation. It was it was another term. Or something. Yeah, something like that. Like he enjoys yeah. the act of doing surgery well, on his own no, body. No, like, it's my eyelids bleh. are important. Yeah. yeah, and his lips. Like everything's gone. He's just he just has teeth and then the mouth. Cold. Yeah, it's bleh. he was
0: he was a living, not even living, unliving, dead body. Yeah. <clears throat> it was He was really creepy. Um, and he was, like... He obviously lacked all humanity and, like, just was, like, brutally murdering everyone, mm-hmm. including poor Professor Broom. Um, <laughs>
2: yeah. That was sad. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, but back to uh, the Merlin guy. Because um, <laughs> I do think that usually... And you said this was based on comic books. And usually comic books... Comic book villains are quite developed. Like, they are very ambiguous interesting characters usually that actually are doing something that makes sense but doing it in completely wrong ways Mm -hmm. I didn't get that vibe from this guy so I find that interesting actually because you're right that he's much more like one note you know just one you know just he exists He's got one purpose and he's doing it and it doesn't seem to have all that much uh, depth to it, Yeah, which is unusual, I feel like, for comic book villains. So why? I'm not sure why.
0: I don't know. Maybe it could be like the time that it was made, like 2004. This would have been like one of, if not the first comic book adaptation. Actually, no, that's a lie. It's like it's one of like the earlier ones for sure. Um, so maybe at that point, you know, developing the villain and his story was not as important as it is these days.
1: But it is in the comics. And that, that's from yeah. the 60s and the 70s and the 80s. Like, that's old. That's an old tradition. An old, yeah. you know, trope of comics. So why wouldn't it translate to movie, you know? Probably, honestly, because it, it revolves around a very sensitive subject matter that you know part of our history a very dark part of our history that even in 2021 it's probably not a good idea to add any sort of ambiguity to that type of character we're not
0: sympathizing with a nazi let's get yeah
1: exactly so that may have been just the choice you know Mm um but Let's talk about something, because I mentioned uh, at the beginning of this episode that the reason why we finally, you know, decided to watch this movie was because it was kind of following us around online. Yes. Uh, We kept seeing it pop up weirdly, randomly, uh, and we were like, okay, that's it. Gotta watch it. Uh, and one of it. these things, and we've mentioned this group before. Uh, we love this group. It's called oh god, what is it called? Uh, De- uh, Demons, uh, monsters, monsters, monsters nodding. nodding. Oh my, oh my. Yeah, love that group. You should be in it love if you're a monster fucker <laughs> of any sort. Um, but. We saw an article, someone posted an article in that group, <laughs> um, and I want to bring it up because we shall discuss this issue. Um, we and
0: shall, but it's not relevant to this Hellboy. Sure,
1: but also I feel like this movie actually recontextualized the article okay. and what it says to me. All right. Um, so, the title of the article is, David Harbour Reveals Hellboy Can't Have Sex with Humans. That's, you know, a catchy title. Everyone was mm. like, what the hell do you mean? I can't fuck Hellboy. <laughs> 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 I don't accept this. And then I'm, I'm going to read a short paragraph, but um, bear with me because the way it's written literally doesn't make sense. So it's not me. It's the text. Okay. Uh, Hellboy probably can't have sex with a human being because it would probably end disastrously because of his demonic parts or whatever i wanted to explore that loneliness and you know there's the temptations see there's the temptations that you have to if you do create a darker world as the beast of the apocalypse you can have sex i told you doesn't make sense you can't have a girlfriend you can live your life said harper but to live in the human world and to protect humanity you have to sacrifice some of your nature and your actual nature as opposed to this concept of destiny, just that your actual nature somewhat gets sacrificed. Grammar, never heard of it. Sentence structure, <laughs> never heard of it. Um, <laughs> making sense, never heard of it. Um, I feel like he's talking in circles, but I will say, because we were very upset by this, very upset. Even, even before watching the movie, movie we were mm-hmm. like, what do you mean I can't fuck this big red boy? I don't agree with this. Um I feel like Seth has a lot to say, so I'll let you go first, and then I'll explain how this kind of recontextualized part of no, it. No, it's fine.
0: It. It's fine. All I just wanted to say is David Harbour is the Wrong. the <laughs> guy who portrays uh, 2019 Hellboy, who has zero romance yeah. in there. I don't think there's any romance. No, uh, you know, yeah, no sexual uh, connotations in that movie. Mm. Um, so he is not the Ron Perlman
1: of. 2004 mm. oh boy that's what I wanted to say Yeah. Uh, so the second part about needing to sacrifice part of your nature and for that to be love of any kind or, or intimacy I guess of any kind is a very very recent um, mindset that Hollywood yep. has and I'm sick and tired of it <laughs> it's not needed. You can be a hero and fall in love and you can do both at the same time. And (laughs) Star Wars learned some lessons. (laughs) Yes. And in fact, (laughs) in my opinion, and, and obviously this applies to female heroes even more than males, uh, because obviously a strong, a strong woman cannot fall in love because then that makes her weak. You know, that's, I just don't think that love is a weakness in any situation. Love is a strength. It straightens you. It, you know, makes sure that you're on the right path. Unless you're a psychopath. In which case, there is no right path for you anyway. So, um, I mean, Es
0: could argue that, you know, with her love for psychos. Yeah, true. I just,
1: I guess my point is just, I do not understand this mindset of you have to sacrifice something in order to save the world why i hate that idea save the world and do it with those you love why is that like the, the 80s understood that concept very well i feel like and i don't know why we've gone so far out of that i feel like maybe slowly we're getting back into it i don't know why i feel that way certainly not hollywood but you know in books and stuff um, yeah. Because this mindset kind of bled into fiction as well, I feel like. And, you know, heroines weren't allowed to have, you know, love and be, you know, save the day or whatever. Um, yeah, against that. I, with my entire body. My entire body yeah. refuses that idea.
0: So relating it back to the 2004 version of Hellboy that we just watched. I think, you know, I, like I said, I reject that notion that you need to give up love in order to, you know, save the world this movie really showed that you're allowed to have this found family. You're allowed to have this person that you care for and still save the world and still save the person you love as well. And yeah, honestly, I just, I hate
1: that idea that, you know, you must become a monk or a saint or whatever, you know, your family is what makes you strong. The people you love, the people that support you, they are what holds you up, you know, and, and makes you feel like, yes, I can do this. I got yeah. this because I got all these people that I love and I want to go out there and do this for them. Because, like, listen, I'm all about world peace, obviously, but the thing is when you think about it, you, th- you think, I want this because I have so many people that I love and I want them to be happy and safe. You know, it, it always mm-hmm. comes down to, to those around you and so this, like, culture of be of becoming isolated and somehow becoming isolated makes you so what it makes you cold-hearted in my opinion like it makes you not connect with those around you and then how how does that somehow translate into you wanting what's best for the world if you're so disconnected
0: Uh, yeah I can see that but I also maybe on the flip side becoming so isolated and not having those I guess relationships or those connections with other people kind of makes it so you have nothing to lose. I don't know if that's the 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 way David Harbour was going with this article that like, you know, having someone that you love is someone that is a weakness and it's someone you can lose and like, you know, it can like obviously cause you intense pain. So I don't know if that's somewhere he was going with that, but I highly I don't think
1: so. Having nothing to lose is the mindset of a villain. That is also true. They have nothing to lose. They have nothing. Therefore, they can do whatever the fuck they want. Like, that to me is not the mindset of a hero. Because you're just going to go down a dark path, in my opinion, if you have nothing to care about. or And no one yeah. that cares about you. And obviously, like, not every story has to end in romance. But in some cases, it is frustrating when... It clearly wants to go one way. Like the narrative is clearly trying to go one way. And you can tell that there were people working on a project that really wanted it to go one way. I'm being extremely salty about a certain uh, piece of media Uh, right now. Yes, My brain's on the same page. (laughs) You can tell it's going one way. And then people change that. People fear that. Because somehow we've evolved into a world that believes violence is better
0: than sex. Yeah. And I feel like it's not even just what you're thinking about. It's not just Star Wars with Ben and Ray. It's also Game of Thrones with Danny and John. Yep. And it's just like, she was a strong, independent woman. And, like, of course you got to make her go, like, crazy in the last episode and, like, make him kill her. Like, what the hell were we watching? Anyways, I'm still bitter from that time. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Because she can't reach, you know... The limits of her power if she's with him. Yeah. She's got to go insane. A woman has got to go insane to reach
0: that. Yeah. That is exactly what Hollywood's teaching us these days. Anyways, we're very bitter about this subject.
1: Yeah. (laughs) The one part that I think is recontextualized by the movie for me is the very first sentence where he says, he probably can't have sex with a human being because it would probably end disastrously. Uh, because of his demonic parts or whatever listen at the end of the movie when liz and hellboy kiss they like literally burst into flames he can't be hurt by her flames she can't be hurt by his i guess i mean he doesn't really produce fire i guess but like i'm thinking here here's the deal she's not a normal typical human being so like he can have sex with her they, they look like they're doing just fine, you know? He maybe just can't have sex with us, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> no, I see. I still don't buy that. She's still very much human besides her fiery powers. And the only reason she can be with anyone, I think, is more so, like, She obviously cannot control her fires when she has these amazing urges, you know, to be with Hellboy. And um, so I just feel like with her power, she has not yet controlled it. He's able to withstand her flames because of, you know, him coming from hell, basically, or like the other paranormal realm. I guess. And my boy also has a tail that moves.
1: Tail. I love the fucking tail. There was not enough and emphasis on that. Hello. No. And
0: I need fanfic where this tail is in use. This
1: tail is used. Also, fanfic, please, uh, where the big arm, the big hand is used. Because I've been, I've, been, I've been thinking about that, okay? That would wreck you. That was that, that would wreck you because it's rock. In more ways <laughs> than, than one. one
0: uh intrigued okay yeah intrigued. okay i feel like we've kind of like we've talked about everything but like can we also talk about like the romance and like how it developed and how it kind of you know changed throughout the story so like obviously we like we've already said it starts off with hellboy kind of pining for liz and like going to look for her at the mental hospital um you know wanting to reconnect with her and find that relationship that they had previously and then she decides to return back to um the bureau because uh Grigori kind of like I guess awakened her powers once again and so she was afraid again so she ends up back there and um you know what's his name is there Myers and like she kind of has like like, a, like, I guess a flirtation with him, in a sense. And we've got Hellboy, who's very much jealous and possessive and, like, angry at that. Like, the idea that she's out in public with this random guy. And, like, you know, they probably never had that. And then we get to the end, which I obviously will talk about in more detail. And he decides to, you know, sacrifice himself in a way. Sacrifice his humanity to save his the one person he loves.
1: He gives so, yeah. his name, his true name for her which is a trope with demons that again didn't know this was going to be a thing but I've read enough demon books at this point to know that it is in fact a thing with them <laughs> the, their real name yeah I'm not sure where you're trying to take us with that with the, uh what, what, what you want me to talk I was about. just talking <laughs> about
0: like the way their story progressed like how did you feel about the progression of the romance was it like did you find that it was enough time spent on it do you feel like the it was good pacing for them like how did you feel about their story and how it started in this movie
2: so this is one of my things that I felt like it probably needed to focus on a little bit more mm-hmm. yeah agreed and it, I'm gonna go back and say because the way I felt at the beginning I felt like how you girls you girl, you girls say that it was her fear of herself from not letting of her fearing her her f- power or whatever she yeah. had I yeah. felt like she was there was annoyance there when it came to Hellboy. There was,
1: mm. yeah, you did say that, yeah.
2: There, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just in the beginning. Like there was just something there that that they could have worked on. They could have spent more time together. There could have. Do you been, think that
0: comes from like maybe there's a lack of chemistry between the two actors, or did you find that like, they had they had chemistry? What do you think? I don't, I don't know. I think they had.
2: Yeah, I think they had chemistry. It's just maybe the fact that she just kept pushing him away.
1: Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I think it's very much like second chance trope, which I don't think is a favorite for any of
0: us. No. Especially since we haven't seen the first chance. You know, like we never
1: saw their first beginning. Yeah, exactly. I think for me, what was missing was that um, I got... Really attached to Hellboy because I was able to see where he came from. Uh, I wasn't able to get as attached to the idea of this relationship. I love it, you know, on paper
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: mm-hmm. and what it means and where it could go from here. Uh, mm-hmm. And by the end of it, I'm rooting for it. But in the beginning, it's hard for me, and for throughout most of the movie, I, I would say it was hard for me to uh, feel that longing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because well, I felt it on his part for sure,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but it was harder for me because in part she's acting it out very detached, I guess. Yeah. Um, and also because we're missing pieces, pieces, <laughs> wow, <laughs> pieces of the puzzle when it comes to that yeah. relationship that's yeah. what i don't like about second chance romance i feel like i'm missing out i love the first yeah i will I say want it, i'm all pretty the first. sure sorry sorry no, I didn't i'm, to I'm go done off. i'm done i'm done
0: okay uh no i was just going to say that um i'm pretty sure everyone agrees here that like what really shined see mm-hmm. this word it's always me in this word Sean shined whatever Sean. The p- the part of the story that really you know like made me fall in love with them obviously was like the whole end where like they're kind of captured by Gregory and like Co, yeah, yeah. and he literally sucks Liz's soul out of her mm-hmm. and he literally tells Hellboy that if you want her back you got to open the the portal to release you know the Dark God, and like that whole instance of him like automatically like not even questioning it gonna open that gate. Mm-hmm. And, like, he starts doing it until, like, he's reminded of his humanity and, like, obviously by Myers. But then he still, like, finds a way to, like, reach through the portal to bring her soul back, you know? Like, he still tells the other side that, like, gotta let her go or else, um, you know, you don't want me to come over, you know? Like, I
1: just felt like that whole scene was just really... really oh, golden. yeah, when he's whispering. Oh, that I felt that yeah. in my chest. I felt it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I did. Yeah. I really just did. the
0: idea that he's willing to put everything on the line for her. This one yeah. person and like, damn, I don't know. Hellboy fell hard and he loved
1: hard. He yeah, did. he does. He probably fucks hard too. Uh, yeah. To that, that's <laughs> yeah. a given. I feel with his energy. Mm. The way he lit that cigarette. I don't know. It did something to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I don't condone smoking, but when he's doing it... Yes, please. Yeah. Um, It's interesting, though, that he... So, he grows back his horns when he goes, like, demonic. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that he... The first thing he does is break them off. Why? You know? To me, I don't know. I wish he hadn't. Not just because I love me some horns, but... Yeah. Because... I feel like it was, it, I guess, I mean, this is the first movie in a franchise. So, like again, like, the characters have, you know, a journey to go on still. It's not over. But I would have liked for him to keep them as just, you know, a symbol of him fully embracing who he is at that
0: point. That was my thought as soon as I saw him rip off those horns. It's like he still hasn't accepted who he is. And he would rather be, I guess, you know, his human-like self over who he actually is, which is, like, you know, he's literally, like, the person that can destroy worlds. Um, which, I mean, that's daunting in itself. It's scary, but... I would have liked him, ex- like, for him to accept who he really was, which is, like, a demon. That's who he is.
1: All right. Um. Do we have anything else to talk about? Uh, did you guys have a monster? I feel like we kind of talked kinda about talked it. We kind of talked about it, yeah. Yeah. How did you feel about the relationship between uh, Hellboy and his father I mean we didn't really get to see much of it It it's very um... his father was giving me weird vibes like at points at times I was like he really cares about this you know demon but sometimes I don't know again maybe it was the actor how he was you know acting it out or whatever or it was intentional but there were bits of it where I was like Feels a little weird. Like, I, I wasn't sure he was honest, you know? If he really mm. wanted Howboy's, uh, you know, happiness and stuff, if that's what he wanted or not. Or if he was just a pet project that he cared about, but in an ownership kind of way.
0: Yeah. And the whole thing felt fishy to me, pun intended, with Abe. Um, yeah. Because... <laughs>
2: good one good one <laughs>
0: because of like you know they were kind of raised in captivity and not mm. really they weren't out in the world they were like hidden like some dirty little secret and i understand and people used. would be afraid of them
1: they they are used in a way they weren't given the choice here's yeah. the life that you could lead it was like no 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 no. you're gonna help us out with our paranormal uh, investigations uh stuff
0: and also think about it in a way um Hellboy obviously grew up with humans and was raised with human morality and all of that. But he's kind of instructed to kill not his own species, but like kind of his own people in a way. He's just, he kills demons. That's just like his purpose on Earth is to like, you know, save the world from like all of these, you know, monsters and all of that. But it's like, I wonder if he ever thinks about like that could have been him. Like he could have been the one that was, you know, being murdered or killed.
1: Yeah. What what determines or who determines who is worthy of being taken in and who isn't and who is just a straight up monster that should be killed
2: or put mm-hmm. down
1: or whatever. True. What makes a man a man? <laughs> 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 or I guess what makes a monster a monster. I don't know. Yeah. Um anyway. Oh, oh, yes.
0: Sorry. No, no, no. I just had a, a like a, 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 a remembrance? No, a memory, no. <laughs> a memory? <laughs> What's the word? A memory? A recollection? Oh. I don't know. Anyways, I just, you know, to relate it back to your comment about like, you know, her feeling like distant with Hellboy and like kind of annoyed by him. Mm. I remember that like that scene that I love so much also where like they're in like the father's study and like he kind of confronts her about her like hesitancy towards like a relationship with him. And then he like gestures to his face and like everything. And he's like, if he can change all this, he would. Yeah. Um, kind of referencing like he knows exactly why she's hesitating to be with
1: him. Um, my heart hurt. But yeah. that's how he feels. I don't think she feels that way at all.
0: I think, no, I think that's what he thinks, which I mean, at the same time, I feel like that's what's stopping her from being with him is because he doesn't appear human. And when at that point where she uh. wants to be human.
1: Yeah. I just love how this is every single book we read. Yeah. I love it. I love these movies because it's like, yeah, we we read that a billion times before. I know what he's thinking exactly because, boy, I've read it.
0: <laughs> I love it. And I also feel like we should uh, cast a vote. Who thinks they're, he's going to grow his horns back once they start having sex? He better.
1: Oh, when they start having sex, okay, to hold on to? Yeah, she's going to need something to hold on to. You're going to write that big piece, girl, without the horns? I don't think so. You better hold on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, he better. By the end of these movies, I don't know. Again, never even heard of them before now. Uh, I hope
0: he does, but he I better. also, I don't know, to be honest. I feel like maybe they're trying to, like, show a monster
1: can be a man. I don't know. A monster can be a, ba- a man with horns, okay? Yeah. Men should have horns. How dare they not have horns is the question here, okay? How dare you be so boring looking, okay? Where's the tail?
0: And how dare they not be sensitive? This man's, like, taking a, like a, like an electric saw to his horns and like mm. it looks like he's not feeling anything but how are they not sensitive they well, are
2: they are Remember are he, they when he burns himself
1: with a train oh, he gets but he i think oh, he burned right. his fingers though by yeah, touching them fingers
0: oh. not his like rock hand but oh. on his actual fingers i don't think they are mm. it's kind of
1: just a bone there's no feeling in a bone
0: all the romance books we read there
1: are feelings up there Yes, yeah. well, um, Del Toro did not go that far, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, who knows? Listen, could still happen. Yeah. O three probably has that for you. <laughs> Guys, I already went searching and I couldn't oh my find god! Of course you did. Of course you did. <laughs> M- write it yourself.
0: How about that? Yeah. Like, uh, how many years later? Like, this has passed.
1: Like, is this 16 years later? There's a market for it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Or, so bring or... This is why so many authors are writing about demons. Maybe it's their way of being like, what if I wrote a, a big demon guy with that's horns? That's true, that's true. Make the horns sensitive. Hashtag make yeah. the horns Man, sensitive. the tales, <laughs> the tales need to have their spotlight.
0: Hashtag more tales and romance. <laughs> are you girls gonna watch uh, the second one? Yeah. Probably. Are you? Yeah, of course I'll watch the second one. Are we, uh, Are we doing it for the it for, podcast? Yeah, I
1: don't know. Maybe. Well,
0: listeners, let us know if you want us to do an episode on the second one. Let us know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Let us know if you want us to do the second one. We would gladly do it for you. Uh, if you want to reach us online, you can find us at the Rtm Pod on Twitter, as well as Remains and the Monsters podcast on Twitter instagram uh you can also email us at romance and the monsters at gmail.com twitter is romance and the pod and we're on youtube at romance and the podcast if you find us on there feel free to follow us as well you know that'd be great oh and you <laughs> <laughs> i was doing so great i was doing so great um feel free to follow me as well online uh you can find me on both twitter and instagram at foesandlovers And you can find me, us on both
2: Twitter and Instagram at ButThisBook. And you can find me, Seth, on both Instagram and Twitter at
0: ProsWithWoes. And also, please feel free to leave us a rating or review on any of the podcast platforms. It'll mean the world to us if you could do that.
1: Yeah. Hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a little different for us. uh, But hopefully this is the first of many. Because we have a lot of monster movies coming your way. Oh, we got great movies on our list. Hmm. So uh hope you'll join us for that and uh we'll see you next week guys bye, bye. bye.